Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing I've called Two Different Worlds. We're looking again at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. You are straddling two very different worlds, an inner world in which you hold your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and fears, and an outer world which is public and observable to others. Are you taking time regularly to order your inner world? Here's what I mean. I want, first of all, to be at peace with myself. By the way, this is from Anne Morrow Lindbergh in her offering called The Gift from the Sea. I want a singleness of eye, a purity of intention, a central core to my life that will enable me to carry out these obligations and activities as well as I can. I want, in fact, to borrow from the language of the saints, to live in grace as much of the time as possible. By grace, I mean an inner harmony, essentially spiritual, which can be translated into outward harmony. I am seeking, perhaps, what Socrates asked for in the prayer from the Phaedrus when he said, May the outward and inward man be one. I would like to achieve a state of inner spiritual grace from which I could function and give as I was meant to in the eye of God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Practice solitude. Does solitude speak of peace or isolation? That depends on you. Loneliness is marked by a sense of isolation. Solitude, on the other hand, is a state of being alone without being lonely and can lead to self-awareness. And far greater, solitude can and should lead us to an awareness of God. I am sure that solitude is on the endangered species list for we humans. See, we are of an age in which it seems instinctive to give attention to every cubic inch of life other than our inner worlds, the only place from which we can gain strength to be brave or even beat any outer turbulence. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Paul wrote, rather than being squeezed into the world's mold. By ordering our inner worlds, by making friends with solitude, we choose to then influence our outer world. We find ourselves proactive rather than reactive to our circumstances. A word here from Africa. A 19th century explorer had hired a group of African villagers to provide support for his exploration of a portion of unmapped Africa. On the first three days of their trek, they achieved an unexpected rate of speed, which put them substantially ahead of schedule. The scientist was elated. But all that changed on the fourth day, when he arose from his tent and discovered that no one was moving. In fact, he was told that the African support team intended to sit the day out. When he asked why, he was told they had decided they'd been moving much too fast and that it was time to stop and let their souls catch up with their bodies. Do you need time for your soul to catch up to the pace you keep? Oh, I don't have time for solitude, he said. I raised one eyebrow, but said nothing. You have no idea of the demands on my time. The pressure is so immense. For instance, in the evening, if I ignore the beep on my blackberry, Okay, that was funny. I couldn't have timed that one any better. Did you hear my cell phone go off? He said, if I ignore the beep on my BlackBerry rather than tending the emails as they come in, 
I wake up to 97 new emails tomorrow morning. By the time I have tended those, I start my new day two hours behind. Oh yes, I see the problem, but unfortunately, this is the progress we have made through our advances in technology. Ha! Maybe we need to take our lives back from those advances in technology. You will have no solitude unless you understand the importance of it in your life and make time for it. I believe that solitude is the most critical of the spiritual disciplines for us to practice. Yes, it is a discipline, and yes, it requires practice. For it is in a place of solitude that we find God. Be still and know that I am God. In solitude, we find intimacy with God. You can't build an intimate relationship with another person if all you do together is rush here and there with the radio blasting, driving, and answering your cell phone messages while drinking your protein shake. So why would you expect that you could have a meaningful relationship with God that way? Think about this. He who orders his inner spiritual world makes a place for God to visit and speak. When he hears God speak, when he feels God's presence near, the world is set aright. Think then about cultivating solitude in your life, dear friend. Once quiet, should I do something? Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. Three ways to renew your mind. One, immerse yourself in the Word. Two, become part of an authentic Christian community. Three, practice meaningful solitude. Now we're getting somewhere.